following is a presentation of Artisan Church in Rochester, New York. Thank you, and good morning, everybody. Uh, today's scripture reading is from Isaiah 64, verses 1 through 4. Advent. Oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down so that the mountains would quake at your presence. As when fire kindles the brushwood and the fire causes water to boil, to make your name known to your adversaries so that the nations might tremble at your presence. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down. The mountains quaked at your presence. From ages past, no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. Uh, thank you, um, Penny, and thanks to all of you who've been involved in the service so far. And um, I'm echoing the, the words of thanks to you for supporting uh, the migrant farm workers with the, the uh, clothing drive. And I'm excited to see what we can do for uh, St. Peter's with the, the blanket drive. Really important for us to continue to be the church in our community during this time um, where people are experiencing such deeper hardship than, uh, than even usual. So uh, as I mentioned earlier in the service, today is the first Sunday in the season of Advent. Now that means a couple of things. For one, it's the, it's the start of a new year on the Christian liturgical calendar. So the Christian new year, uh, the, the new year in the church, starts about a month before the new year on the regular calendar, which uh, in 2020, maybe that's a good thing. Maybe we can just embrace that. Uh, I mean, who is, who is not ready for a new beginning right about now after the year that we've had? Um, and the, the, the graphic for this season um, that you'll see on the website and elsewhere um, even says that. Are you ready for a new beginning? That's part of what Advent is. Um, but it also means that we're starting a four-week period now of deliberate waiting, of anticipation, even a time of darkness and uncertainty. Because Advent is its really not meant to be like um, diet Christmas, right? It's, it, Advent is its own season with its own purpose and meaning. It's a season when we deliberately inhabit the waiting um, for the arrival of Christ the Messiah at the first Christmas, just as Pastor Jesse mentioned during the children's moment. And it's also the season where we deliberately inhabit the waiting for the second coming of Christ. And what that means is that Advent, when it's observed traditionally, it has a bit of an apocalyptic flavor to it, which is something that, that usually is kind of hard for us to lean into. I don't know about you, but I don't really enjoy spending a lot of time with that apocalyptic literature in the Bible. Maybe it's because um, it it featured so prominently in the scariest parts of <laughs> church teaching that I experienced as a child and a teenager. Um, I just, it typically does not really do a whole lot for me, uh, which doesn't mean that we don't read them and use them. It just isn't really where I like to place my emphasis, 
But I've been wondering if maybe this year it's a little bit easier for us to engage with those texts, because even if we don't want to lean into the apocalypse, it sometimes seems like the apocalypse is leaning into us. 2020 has been sort of an apocalypse, hasn't it? And I don't just mean um, like empty streets and ambulance sirens and, and political upheaval. I mean, in the true and literal sense of the word, because the word apocalypse literally means unveiling or revealing. And I think a lot of us have had the experience this year of seeing some things revealed, seeing them exposed for what they were all along, even if we didn't know it. That's been much more true for me, at least in 2020, than it was in 2017 or 2014 or 2011, which were the previous years that we would have used these same Advent texts that we're using in 2020. Speaking of which, here's something that I want to encourage you to do during this season. I'd like to encourage you uh, and encourage us to read the Bible all together um, as a church. I don't mean read the whole Bible all together on, on Sundays on Zoom. That would get old pretty quick. But what I mean is uh, having everybody read the same passages each week in preparation for Sunday worship. And that will be easy enough to do because, as I hinted a moment ago, we are returning to the lectionary. That schedule of Bible readings that um, many churches around the world use to shape the, the kind of feeling of their worship gatherings. Now, we've used that a lot over the years. Um, we have gone away from it for the past couple of months while we were talking about our foundational value of community. But this is a really good time to return to the lectionary. And if you can be reading those passages ahead, I think that will be really special. We'll all come into these services on Sunday with some of this kind of shared vocabulary and shared memory of um, the readings from the Bible. So the good news is they're easy to find. And I'm going to actually ask you all to do a quick little test right now. And some of you are going to disappear from view on Zoom because you're on a mobile device. And when you go over to your web browser, you're going to disappear. But that's okay. I know you're still there. I want you to open your web browser, Safari or Chrome or Firefox or whatever you're using. And I want you to search on Google or whatever search engine you use for the word lectionary. It's just like dictionary, except it starts with L-E instead of D-I. So is everybody doing that right now? I want you to go search for lectionary. And tell me what, uh, what you find. What's the first result for lectionary? I'm going to bet that it is the link I'm going to paste into the Zoom chat here. This one lectionary.library.vanderbilt.edu. How many of you got that? Can you give me a little hands up on Zoom if you got it? All right, it worked. Google works or DuckDuckGo or whatever, whatever search engine you use. So it's very easy to find. And if you go to that page, you'll see the readings for the coming week is a separate link. You just click that link or tap that link and there you'll have the lectionary passages. And I believe that at this present moment, it still has, um, yes, today is the first Sunday in Advent, November 29th. All right. And so you can you can do that same search on your own when it's time to read the Bible, whenever you find a few minutes to do that. Uh, I'd encourage you to read the, the passages for the coming week and starting tomorrow, 
the passages that will be on that search result will be for, for next Sunday, December 6th. All right, so here I want to give you my own experience of reading these Bible passages in preparation for today. I mean, I know that most of you probably didn't, uh, didn't know that this was where we we're going today, and so you wouldn't have had any reason to read them on your own. But this is my experience with them, which is when I went to the lectionary page for November 29th, I found that I was totally drawn in and captivated by these passages um, in, a, in a different and in a deeper kind of way. Now, you heard Penny read the, the passage from Isaiah a few minutes ago, right at the top of that lectionary schedule for, for this Sunday. The first phrase was, oh, that you would tear open the heavens and come down. How's that for an opening line to the season of Advent? What a, what a powerful way to plead for God to intervene in our world. The prophet says, God, rip open the sky and come through for us. And then goes on to remind God. <laughs> I like there's so many times in the Bible when the people are reminding God about God's own character. Right. When you did awesome deeds that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains quaked at your presence. Remember that? That was so cool. Or from ages past, no one has seen any God besides you who works for those who wait for him. And then the passage goes on, and this is the part that's after what Penny read, basically to say, but things haven't been going right for a while now. So rip open the sky and come down and help us. And if we had read the psalm for today from the lectionary, that one starts like this. Give ear, O shepherd of Israel. In other words, God, listen to us. Will you please listen? And it goes on to say, you have fed us with the bread of tears and given us tears to drink in full measure. So again, things are not going right. And the gospel reading today from the book of Mark starts out like this. But in those days, after that suffering, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. I had to make my voice sound a little scarier when I read that one. So this one seems to say, um, regardless of whether things are going right now, things are not going to be going so great on this apocalyptic day. Right? So you could get completely wrapped up in these powerful images from the lectionary scripture passages, just breathing in the pain that they contain, letting the sorrow wash over you. And I actually encourage you to do that. Really, because that's part of what Advent is for. It, it, it's, it's to help us uh, come right up to the edge of despair and acknowledge that that is part of the human condition. Among many other things, Advent tells us to stop pretending that everything is okay. Once again, this is a year that has taught us that over and over again. But Advent is also intended to help us inhabit hope in the midst of that despair. And so I will conclude today 
with the verses that began our service this morning. Hopefully it makes a little bit of a bookend for you. I want to read to you the last two verses of the passage from 1 Corinthians. And I want you to hear these words now with all of the other passages kind of swirling around in your head. (laughs) Tear open the sky and come down. Listen to us, God. The sun and the moon disappearing, right? With all of that kind of swirling around, now hear these words again. He will also strengthen you to the end so that you may be blameless on the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is faithful. By him you were called into the fellowship of his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. So Advent asks us to be honest about the state of the world. But Advent also reminds us that God is faithful. And so we have these two poles of uh, experience as people of faith. The experience of crying out to God, would you please rip open the sky and come down and come through for us? And the pole of saying God is faithful. And there's all this space in between those two experiences of the human condition. And you might be really close to one of those poles or really close to the other one. Or you might be somewhere in the middle. You might be feeling it all at once. You might be feeling all the feels, as they say. Wherever you are, be reminded that we are navigating this reality as a community of faith, that you are not alone, that you have the great joy of uh, being part of a family of God that remembers you and loves you and cares for you. And you have the great privilege of being part of that family of God and remembering others and caring for them. So this Advent season, soak it all in. Be completely honest about where you are and where we are. But never forget that God is faithful. For more information, visit us at artisanchurch.com.